0: Welcome small business rock stars. I'm Bree Jones, owner and founder of Cash Strategies. I started my journey as a small business owner over 15 years ago when my husband and I left the corporate world to start our own design, engineering, and construction business, it's been a trek. We've personally been in debt over hundred thousand dollars more than once and gotten out of it more than once. Our business lost $2 million worth of cash and we made it back within 18 months. Successful and thriving would be how I describe my experience, but not without heartache and trials. Being part of a small business isn't for the faint of heart. And I've learned so much along the way about myself, about my family and friends, but especially how to manage cash. I created cash strategies to help small businesses manage their cash flow in order to avoid those sleepless nights worrying about financial stability. And ushering in a new era where your company not only thrives, but also empowers you to live the life you've always desired. Our podcast explores all things cash flow, from budgets to forecasting income to recording data and analyzing that data. My goal is to make cash flow fun and, most importantly, understandable. I'm here to help. So let's get started. Welcome back all my friendly small business rock stars. Um, we are coming up to the end of 2023. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but I'll put this out into the ether world, the internet world, um, on December, second week of December. So of 2023. And so I just wanted to go over some, I was thinking about what I could offer you, um, in terms of things that might be helpful. So, I was thinking that I would let you know what I'm thinking about for our business in terms of year end strategies revolving around cash flow management and what we've done for years and what we've done for the past few years um, and what we are thinking about even this year that could be new or different. So, the first thing I want to encourage everybody is to review your current year financials, so this year would be 2023, your current year financials with a CPA. Um, if you don't have a CPA uh, to work with I and you do your own taxes, that's fine. It's easier, I think, to talk through with a CPA. The other thing that I like about having a CPA on board, we've had one even when we were really, really small and knew I got somebody on board partly because I knew if anything went wrong, I could count on them for help and they would know my business. They would know it in and out. Um, and that has been true. So we have kept our same CPA for 15 years now. Um, I love them and they have been super helpful. I, can al- I also now have a relationship with them where I can go and ask questions um, and they don't charge me generally but we've been working with them for so long that they know our business, they know our business plan, they know what we're all about, they know my family, they know our financial strategies just because they've been around for so long. And if you don't have a CPA or you don't have a relationship like that, I encourage you to um, find one or get one. They're generally not that expensive for a simple tax return or a simple business review. You can we live in Florida. You can find people that are not super expensive uh, to do that. I know that um, they're really busy. Uh, It's hard to find one, but I'm sure that if you ask some friends or go to your uh, maybe local chamber of commerce, there are plenty of local CPAs out there that would um, be more than willing to help you and get on board. So that would be the first thing I would do is to encourage you to have a meeting, have a set meeting with um your cpa and if you don't have a cpa get a cpa and the reason that you want to do that is because there's a couple things that could happen the beginning of next year one you could be in the position where you didn't make any money and you're expecting a refund and that happens to us business owners occasionally it's happened to us many times throughout the 15 years that we've been in business and if you're expecting a refund you want to get your tax return in pretty quickly so you can get that refund back and start using that money to your advantage so if you know you are in the red in terms of taxes and again I am not a tax professional I am not an accountant so I'm going to put that out there I'm not offering tax advice but you would either do your tax returns based on an accrual method or a cash method. If you're really small, we we still do ours on a cash method. So if you're really small and not even super small, um, that's likely the way that your your CPA is deciding to have it go. And so maybe you're in the negative for that this year and you're expecting a return. We'll get that money back. That's your money that the federal government is holding. and you have a right to it. And so get your tax return done and get it back. And again, so you can start making that money go into your pot and make it, make it work for you, make your money work for you. So the second reason is, is that if you did make a profit, but you weren't saving for taxes, there's a likely chance that you are going to owe money. And the worst thing about this part is when you think you've made a lot of money, you've put that into your savings account, and all of a sudden you realize that you owe half of that or all of it or more of it um, to the federal government when April 15th comes around. So there are things that CPAs can tell you to do that minimize that payment in terms of a year end strategy. So you want to talk to them before the year is done, because there are also some things in January, like contributing to your retirement, um, things, but mostly it's the things that are going to be happening in December that can help you out. Um, our CPA and I totally agree with this says that it's, don't make it too fancy don't be putting money in and taking money out and putting money in and taking money out year over year trying to beat beat Uncle Sam because she always says it it will the it will come it will come to fruition that you owe the taxes at some point in some year so but the idea is to limit your risk and to know what your liability is moving into 2024. So for example, I'll give you a year that we did really good back in 2016 or, or 15, I think. Oh my goodness. I don't even remember now. But I remember having this year-end call with my CPA and I gave her all our numbers. And she called me back and she said, hey, Bree, by the way, you are going to owe $300,000 on your taxes next year. Now for us at the time, and even now, that is a giant amount of money. And we had it in the bank because it was part of what we were considering our profit, or it was what we were considering savings, or we had it in the bank and we hadn't spent it. So I was very careful not to spend that money in the first quarter of 20, of the following year. So we had it. We actually could pay that much money in taxes. And we were able to cash flow our, our, ourselves through that experience. So there are some businesses out there that your cpa will come to you in march when they're done with your tax returns or or even april and say or even then when they file an extension if they file an extension you still have to pay in april so just remember that but they'll come and say you owe ten thousand you owe five thousand you owe fifty thousand dollars in taxes and you don't know where you're going to get that money and you don't know why you owe it and you don't you you certainly don't know what you're gonna do. So the best thing to do is start planning in December for what that April is going to look like. And I think a lot of people think that they're gonna use December to either do year end, they're gonna grow because you're in a, a product company where Christmas time is really really busy or you're the opposite way where you're gonna take a little break over the holidays and you're gonna worry about your business come January. The problem with that is that you're not concentrating on then what's gonna come in April. So first, get a CPA. Second, talk to them. And those are the reasons why. For no surprises, for a big payment. And then if the government does owe you money to get it back quickly. The third reason I would say is important to talk to a CPA or your payroll provider or yourself, if you do those things, um, is to be ready to issue your 1099s and your W-2s, W-2s to your employees and 1099s to your contractors that you're using, because those are supposed to be issued in January. And again, those come around quickly. So if you have a lot of employees And you have a payroll company, that's usually the easiest way to do that. If you're doing your own payroll, your payroll software typically does it itself. Just remember, you got to do it. The 1099s are a little harder, but those are also due in January to your contractors. So you could even connect with your CPA on that as well. So those are the three reasons why you should be talking to your CPA before the end of the year. So the second year end reminder, I would say that I was thinking of is then after you talk to your CPA, then you're thinking about next year and a cool thing to do is to plan for next year. So in the previous podcast, I talked about how you budget expenses and why and when and and how you do that and some strategies around budgeting for expenses so that's the first thing you want to do you want to look at what you did the previous year what you did the previous month and figure out what next year is going to look like and if you can't think of that far in advance if you can't think of till december 2024 think of the next quarter what's the next quarter going to look like um then what you're going to do is you're going to forecast your income And you're going to say, okay, I'm going to forecast based on weeks, months, quarters, however, your business cycle, um, your income cycle, and your cash cycle, whatever that looks like. And you're going to forecast your income and you're going to create a budget, really. But if you really just think about your budget and your expenses, what you're going to be spending on, think about your income is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is next year gonna look worse than this year? Is it gonna look better? So one of the things as I was writing my notes for this podcast, I remembered that 2024 is an election year. And so in our business and federal government contracting, um, that can mean a lot of things. And sometimes we slow down because people are waiting for the election. Sometimes we speed up because people are trying to get things in before the election cycle. And so, and it depends on who's in office, whether it's a Democrat or whether it's a Republican, those things can affect the economy at large and can really have an effect on your business and your personal life. So think about what's happening in the election year. Likely the economy So usually the economy stables out during an election year because going into the election, the incumbent wants a solid, stable economy. So maybe that's gonna happen. Again, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm also not an expert in the economy, but that's what usually happens in a a presidential election year. But generally, and by far a presidential year is a big thing and it can be a th- big thing to small businesses. So stay abreast, figure out what's happening, figure out if it can, uh, if it's going to affect your business or not, and then figure out whether you're gonna have a bigger year, a smaller year. The other things about this is, you can try to start thinking now, is that are in this next year, are you gonna have big growth? Are you gonna have big cutbacks? Are you going to invest in any large purchases? Are you going to sell any assets? Those are all the types of things that you can start planning for now. And then if you do it, great. If you don't, maybe you didn't need it, maybe circumstances changed, but the plans are in process and you're thinking about it, you're remembering it, you're understanding what's happening in your business. So that's number two so first review your year end with a cpa for all the reasons that i said two plan for next year use this past year as a benchmark if you don't have a full year use whatever you've got as a benchmark and start thinking about whether you're growing staying the same or shrinking for next year on on purpose you could shrink on purpose um, to get ready for a big growth cycle or to stay stable to get ready for something. So every business has its own plan for and that. I I'm, <laughs> I, speak that very loudly. Every business is, is, uh, is your own. So nobody gets to judge you on what your business planning looks like and why you're doing the things you're doing. Um, I would say as long as you have a why. So as long as you are understanding why you're doing the things you're doing, um, you can have a lot of helpers helping you out um, in those goals and those and plans that you have coming along. And then third, I would just like to challenge you here at the year end. Um, if you haven't had a uh, planning meeting with your board, and I say that with like a little winky face, nod nod, thinking that maybe in a small business, your board is just you, or maybe your board is two people or three people. Um, but if you haven't had a planning meeting, I would encourage you to get one on the calendar. Um, anytime in 2024, it could be as late as October, 2024. You're going to put a planning meeting together, um, for your business and you're going to sit down and you're going to have goals and you're going to have, um, an agenda. And even if it's just you, you're going to, you're going to do that for yourself. You're going to put an agenda together. You're in a brainstorm with yourself. Um, So a little history about me. Um, My dad um, um, is no longer with us, but when he was with us in his last years of life, he uh, had his own business. He created a consulting company and he was um, the only board member. My mom may have been a board member too. So mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I forgot, (laughs) but um, or then maybe he even put me and my sister on the board. In any case, it was him and my mom helped him. And But he had a planning meeting every year that he used to invite us to. And he used to have an agenda and we used to talk about what his plan was for his business. And while it was his business and he got to make all the decisions on what his customers were doing and how much he was going to charge and where where his money was going, we got to be part of that, we got to influence it and hear it. And mostly because he wanted other minds in the room that maybe didn't think like him, um, gave him ideas outside of his own head. So if it's just you, if it's just you in a business and you have some trusted friends and family, I would encourage you to invite them over to your house on a Saturday and make an agenda and sit around and take it pretty seriously. Um, you could do it in a half a day, you could do it in 4 hours or so, maybe even 2. And talk about what you're going to do. This does this does a couple things. One, it again, it allows you to get other people in the room to give you ideas on things that maybe you haven't thought about. And then secondly, what it does is it holds you accountable for your goals and your plans and your dreams. And I can tell you, if you have a room of people that um, are encouraging and that love you and that are by your side and cheering you on, um, they will be excited for you and they will be excited for your dreams. And they will ask you if you're doing all the things you said you were gonna do. Um, I, When I started this company, the Cash Strategies Company, I wrote a business plan. I'm a big fan of business plans and I got my friends and family to read it um, partly to see if I was missing anything, but partly so when they call me and text me, they can say, hey, did you are you starting that or hey, I've seen you on Instagram. I've seen all your posts. Good job. Or hey, and I feel like there's something inside of me that doesn't want to fail. And I know that I have this big dream and they're holding me accountable. So it makes yourself have a little accountability group, but they're more like cheerleaders than a yucky accountability group. (laughs) Um, I guess accountability groups for some people aren't yucky. For me, they seem sort of, you know, I'd rather have um, been surrounded by, I like to call them fan clubs. Um, Create a fan club for yourself. And those are the people that are cheering you on, asking you how you're doing, asking you what you're doing in your business and how you're doing. And if you're getting a little off track, a lot of times your fan club will come in and say, hey, where's your next email? Where's your next podcast? When's that next Instagram post coming up? They, fan clubs tend to do that and communities tend to do that. So I would encourage you to schedule a planning meeting. Um, You're gonna create an agenda. You're gonna plan three to five years in advance and you're gonna plan your customers, you're gonna plan your income, um, you're gonna figure out what the, like I said, the big picture of the economy, the small picture of your local economy, and you're gonna sort of talk about all of that with your small business, with your with your friends and family or your coworkers and your colleagues. I mean, it could be made of whomever you want. Um, usually it's, you know, if it gets over five people, that's a little overwhelming. I would say limit it to uh, three to five people. If you're a if you're a true small business with you just you're the single owner and president, limit it to three to five people. If you're bigger than that, limit it to your executive group in in your office. Um, be sure to have an agenda, and keep uh, on the agenda, and keep to the agenda. Um, I told you a little story about my dad and how he encouraged us to be part of what he was doing. So, um, that spurred us when we started this company to have our own planning meetings. So John and I, my husband, John and I, when we first started our company back in 2007, we used to go, uh, for a weekend away without the kids and go wine tasting actually, because we lived in California and we used to have a weekend planning conference. And I remember all of our friends thinking that was just an excuse to get away. And while it was, uh, we also actually did some really good planning and some dreaming and we had an agenda and we took meeting minutes and we figured out who our clients were gonna be and we figured out who our customers were gonna be. And we have carried on that tradition with our company at large. And so now we do it every year. We go to St. Augustine for the 4th of July. We invite a bunch of our friends and we set time aside, me and my sister and my husband set time aside to talk about what we're gonna be doing in our business. And a lot of times our friends and our family and our children um, are going out sightseeing, they're going to the beach, they're in the pool, they're hanging out. And we say, nope, we have this half a day where we take, you know." four five hours to sit, um, you know, in St. Augustine and plan St. Augustine, Florida and plan what we're doing for the next year. And it's been really, really important for us. So if you don't have that on the books, one, if you've never done it, I just encourage you to do it as soon as quickly, quickly as possible. Um, but if you don't have a plan for it, it's really hard to get it right without a plan and it's really hard to get it right without it scheduled because you just get into um, the day-to-day and you can't step away so put it on the calendar schedule a time away we do sort of a vacation where we go out and we do um, the planning conference you know off-site we don't have a a moderator or anything we did one year but um, the other uh, years we haven't ever And so, but you, or you could do it at your house. You could do it at your office. It doesn't have to be some big getaway. It can be for your brain. It's sometimes that's helpful, but if you don't have the funds to do that, that's fine. Do it at your house or do it, um, in your office and just make sure that it's quiet and you have a group of people around you that are bought into your dream, that are excited about what you're doing and put it on the calendar. So, Those would be my three helpful year end tips uh, for small businesses. So we'll review them. That one is talk to your CPA and talk through what the year end looks like and what next year could look like and what the tax implications for that year are going to be Um, Two, plan for next year in terms of budgets and forecasting income and whether you're going to have big growth, medium growth, no growth, Um, whether you're gonna do purchases or sell assets and think about what you're gonna do for the next year. And third, put a planning conference on the calendar for yourself. Uh, Create an agenda and get your family and friends and colleagues and coworkers and your business excited about what's gonna be happening in the next three to five years in your life. So that would be it. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them. I think on Spotify, there's a little place where you maybe could leave a review or comment or ask questions, I'd be happy to engage with you. You can always go to my website at www.cashstrategies.com. And you can follow me on any of the social medias at Cash Strategies, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. So I think I'm gonna take a break from podcasting for the rest of the year, but I will be back in January and with new ideas and new tips and tricks and, um, helping you get through next year. And also you can email me actually that I'm talking about this. I'm thinking you can email me at brie at Strategies.com. And if you have any questions or comments, I'd be happy to answer them uh, on my podcast so I can call it like listener questions or whatever's happening. So be um, feel free to email me and um, I look forward to seeing you and um, hearing from you in 2024.